I'm Brittany. And I'm Tori. And, and this, this is... The Be Afraid of the Dark Podcast. Hello, Spooky Tins. Hello, hello. Oh, God. The technical difficulties that Britt and I have experienced. Like, I know we talked about it, like, a couple weeks ago. They continue. <laughs> they don't stop. <laughs> it's an ongoing problem for us now. Somebody save us. <laughs> Help. <laughs> the little girl. Wasabi. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. I need somebody. Help. Oh, God. Now that song's going to be stuck in my head. Oh, I know. <sighs> so today is big interview big interview we're super excited and i can't wait um but before we get to that how was your day it was good it was um i wouldn't say that was hot burp again bitch (laughs) i'm so sorry i hope you all heard that damn baby anyway (laughs) um it was fine it was long um it was like a lot of chaos I feel that deep in my soul because my day was also chaos. It was just a lot of freaking chaos. And I was not here. Zeus, don't speak to your father in such a way. <laughs> oh, but so today we have a psychic on. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, she was. I can't wait. Yeah. We've, um, we've talked to her on like the pod match that we've talked about before. That we partnered up with, and um, she's just a super sweet spirit, and I'm super excited to interview her. I know. Uh, she helps people cross over with, like, out the use of, like, religion aspects. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting to, like, learn something that's not pertaining to religion that feels like yeah everything else is, because everyone's like, oh, it's going to be this, 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 and this. Like, it's right. shoved down our throats. Like, oh you you have to be this you have to be this you have to be this in order to like cross over but like what if you don't have to be and that's what she does (laughs) (laughs) we're really excited Uh, it's gonna be such a great interview and maybe we'll find out something about ourselves oh maybe (laughs) that noise (laughs) well so it may the census is our first interview we apologize if the audio like gets choppy like in like the transition from because we're transitioning from our podcast software to then our zoom call so we apologize if there's like a slight difference so hence again we're dealing with technical difficulties yes we're trying to figure it out so yes we are working to fix it but let's get into the interview yes please I'm so excited, though. Oh, too. So, oh, spooky tins. We have Tina Irwin on with us today. <laughs> you are our first official big guest, and yes. we're so excited about what you're going to talk with us about. <laughs> yeah. So, Tina, please. I am thrilled to be here. Woo! Please explain a little bit about your background to our guests or our viewers. I discovered, like most people, you know, who have some psychic ability that as a little kid, I could see some things, but it didn't really manifest till I ironically joined the Navy and um, met my husband. Okay. And then it's like this door opened and things started to happen. And I, sometimes I'd have some new ability every day and sometimes several years would go by. But that feeling of listening to the sixth sense, of paying attention and learning to listen and then believe what you're hearing. That's one of the hardest things you have to learn when you have psychic ability is that how do you connect with the higher realms? I'm not using the word spirit here. I'm really specific with my terms. Using connecting to the higher realms and believing what you hear and trusting that higher that higher meaning voice that okay. is its own journey so i learned how to do that i had 20 years in the navy 
had an awesome career, worked with some amazing men and a few women, though not many women that were in the submarine force at the time. And I got to do astonishing things. And along the way, really, really learned to listen and started honing psychic ability. I started studying how this worked when I was eight so that I could understand the differences in people. You know, what is it like to be dead? What happens after death? Not to be morbid, but as a, as a scientist, I wanted to understand exactly what was happening. And I hear a lot of people say, I just trust spirit. Well, I don't know who that is. Yeah, 100%. That, that right. Whoever that is, that could be a black magician, a lower realm intelligence, a ghost, uh, could be a variety of things. And so I learned how to perform due diligence to, to hone the skill of discernment when you're working with the other side. Okay. And it took me, it took me years to figure out how do you cross over the dead? I, could, I couldn't figure out why nobody could do it. And so it took me a while, but I finally, finally learned how to do it. And along the way, I discovered I could do remote viewing. So if I'm wow. clearing a location anywhere in the world, I just use remote viewing. It's much faster. So okay. much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so remote viewing is basically where you could almost, um, I don't know, is astral project the correct word to kind of like put yourself in another place? Yes, you project your consciousness and you're fully conscious okay it's like splitting your consciousness in two one conscious one part of you is anchored where you physically are located and the other is projected to the other location and then as you're projected you start reviewing and peeling away layers or stacks of time things don't just Things that are haunted are not just haunted in one layer of time. They can be haunted in multiple layers of time. So it, it takes a little bit of skill to do that. Yeah, I, I can imagine. That's how fascinating. Long, yeah, how long would you say it took you to get that ability really honed in on? That's a, I discovered in... 1993 through a bizarre set of circumstances that I could remote view. Okay. And what that means is you are using your third eye mm -hmm. to project. Right. But the third eye, my third eye was probably, I don't know, maybe about this big, pretty small. Mm -hmm. But to be able to remote view, you are using brain power to project energy and it's exhausting. Right. It's like building it's like building spiritual muscle and it would I would remote view a location you know something that's not far like let's say California to North Carolina and I would be wiped out for 3 days. Wow. And so but as time went on I could do it faster and faster and faster and faster just like that. Because you have to work at it. And right, some and you and sometimes it's terrifying what you see, so it's not for the faint of heart. Oh, hundred percent. I can imagine. I'm sure you've seen some par very terrifying things doing that, especially yes. going to help yes. people with that, you know, levels of spiritual world. I think it's fascinating yes. that like so, our spiritual like doors, as me and you like to call them, like being able to like feel like how we did and yeah. know that we're like empaths like we found that when we were together but we never had that like I had paranormal experiences before mm -hmm. but it's like we hit each other yeah and it's like that whole spiritual door open and we understand so much right more and it's crazy and so while we're here we are making podcasts about it because we love it we're so intrigued we want to know more yeah which is really why we reached out to you because your story and just what you've done in your life is so incredible. We want to like know more about it and how like yeah. you were able to like know about the hauntings and help yeah. people cross without 
you know, religious aspects without the sage, without the smudging, without all of the jazz that people say you need. Yeah, because that's fascinating, not only to me, but to you. And I right. think a bunch of other people are like, whoa, what? That's a thing? Yeah. So could you go into like the different levels of hauntings for us and like the different types? I would be happy to. And if someone wants to read it in detail, mm-hmm. I have a trilogy, Ghost Stories from the Ghost Point of View, wow. volumes one, two, and three. And it's this, what it's like to be a ghost. It's the ghost's story. You're getting it from their point of view. Okay. When I when I connect to them, they start telling me what happened to them, why they didn't cross over, why they needed help. And in doing this, I realize that there are so many kinds of hauntings that would never we would never it would never occur to us. And I want to start this and I'll probably end this by encouraging people to look at the crossing over prayer book. No one should have to hire a medium to cross over a loved one. Okay. And it's so simple. It's jaw dropping. It took wow. me years and years and years to develop it. And I want everyone on the planet to know that they can do it themselves. Yeah, and that's, that's in the amazing. crossing over prayer book. Okay. So there are all kinds of hauntings and I want to start with an emotional haunting. And I would say that when we look at emotions that haunt us, they can be from the current life. They can be from a post-traumatic stress disorder event that started in childhood that you don't remember. You have repressed memory, but it nags at you at the corners of your mind and you're being haunted by it. It can be a past life. It can be a past life situation that's so daunting that it reduces you to jelly. And I will give an example of a woman who was visiting um, Spain with her her brother. It was a brother-sister trip. And I get a phone call in the middle of the night because I was living in San Diego at the time. And he says, I don't know what's wrong with my sister, but she wants, she's vomiting and she has diarrhea. And, and it's like, I think she's dying. And I said, your dad's a doctor. Why did you call a psychic? And he said, <laughs> because my dad said to call you. Because <laughs> can't Just call the psychic. <laughs> She'll know everything. <laughs> she's because got it. He, she's, she'll figure it out. Cause I've done a lot of work for him, for some of his patients. Okay. And so to make a very long story short, during the day, they had visited a palace. And in this palace, there were rooms where the Inquisition tortured people. She was one of the people who was tortured in the 14th century. And she was tortured to death. And for her subconscious, there was no time. It was right now. And in that moment, she was experiencing that torture all over again. It took me, I'd say a good hour to calm her down and to remove that energy from her body and assure her that it was over. It would never happen again. And he called me back three hours later and she stopped vomiting. She stopped the diarrhea. She was sleeping soundly. And that's what that a pill, powder, potion, or procedure. It was just that projection to that hotel room in Madrid and going over what she saw. He said, how did you know we went there? And I said, because she told me. And I had to have her permission to do this. Right. I can't, I can't remote view another person or a place without permission. It's a, it's spiritual law. So she was haunted. You always need consent. She was haunted by an emotion and a traumatic event. And that can happen to anybody at any time. It actually happened to me in Spain too. I was murdered by the Inquisition as well. So I kind of understood what he felt. I understood that. Wow. So that so you can have a variety of emotional hauntings. Um, 
Let me give you another example. Um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, I think I read everything she wrote. And she wrote, you know, Life After Death and some wonderful books. And she grew up in Germany in World War II. And her only friends were rabbits. And wow. they're starving to death. So one by one, they had to kill her rabbits to eat. And she begged her father not to kill her best, most favorite rabbit. And that rabbit was Easter dinner. Oh. And it was it was so traumatic, she threw up and she couldn't eat. Fast forward 60 years. <clears throat> She's a famous author and it's Easter. And uh, her assistant wants to give her something. She gives her this great, big, beautiful chocolate bunny. And she just dissolved into emotional, an emotional mess and mm -hmm. started sobbing and sobbing. She was emotionally haunted by that experience. And I think if we look at it, that we know it's we're being haunted. If we bring it to the surface, we deal with it and we grieve it. We can turn off the haunting. Does that make Interesting. sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred that's, percent. That's incredible. Cause you never think of like little things haunting you like that and causing such an effect like you you hear about the trauma but you never really think of it as a true haunting in itself yeah 100 percent, especially childhood trauma yeah that makes so much well, yeah. sense it makes so much sense and for the woman in spain removing that haunting completely changed her life she stopped being so fearful and she went on to get married and have children and she was able to take more control of her life. It was really remarkable how it changed her. I was really thrilled to see that for her. And I, so that's gotta be it, such a rewarding thing just in itself. All the people you've been able to help even just in the living, that's gotta feel so rewarding. Well, if you can help another person, every person who is better, who is enhanced, helps all of us. So if you have one less fearful, dependent person, we all benefit. It's a, it's a really, it's an important thing. That's okay. That's a beautiful way to go about it. It's a really pretty way. Yeah, that's an amazing point of view. Well, let's also look at a, an emotional haunting. There are an awful lot of men who have two hated colors red okay, interesting. and yellow. red and yellow red and yellow huh red for the blood that they saw shed in war and yellow for the pus of the infected wounds huh and we might have to come. ask our producer that after <laughs> the show and see if he fears those colors yeah that's yeah, really interesting well, I know there are some men in my life and if it's yellow, it's like, no, I'm not going there. I can't stand that. You know, why does it have to be red? I just can't stand yellow. I can eat a banana, but you know, let's let's get rid of the, the peel. It, it, I mean, for some of them, it is really significant, especially if they died in a war in another time and place. So they're not going to remember what it was. You'd have to do a regression right. to yeah. find it. I was just going to say, and that's that have to the, do with past lives absolutely has to do with the past life and if you want to know about someone's past life just look at the art on their walls it will give you this like you're looking through the keyhole of their past lives it's so cool oh interesting yeah I've got a lot of Marilyn now I'm kind of interested <laughs> <laughs> okay more hauntings Yes, please. Yes. Please explain residual hauntings. Not many people understand what a residual haunting like actually entails. That it's not always bad. Yeah. That it's literally just what is left. From what I know, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't it relate to almost like the energy that was within the house before? Whether if it was super yes. negative. The super negative it will reside longer within a home than the positive energy that lived in the home. Yes, Woo! that's exactly right. 
That's ex I mean, it is what it says it is. It's residual. I mean, you know, we were in the Navy, so we lived in a lot of different places. Right. So, but the most significant residual haunting we had was a house that we bought in California. And we were the second owners. And the first owner raised her four children in the house. And then they, she had an amicable divorce and she was still a business partner with her, her ex-husband. And, but I could feel her. I'm in, I'm where I'm using her shower. I'm sleeping in her bedroom. It's not my house. Months went by. It wasn't my house. Right. I'm still in her house. And it was, I just felt like I could feel her all around me. And she loved the house. That was another thing. She said, we raised our kids in this house. It was a happy house. We love this house. And she was sad that in the divorce, the house had to be sold. And I had to use a lot of feng shui tools and um, processes to finally, finally clear that house of her energy. But and it took me, I would say, a couple months to be able to fully do it. Wow. And she, it was, hers wasn't a bad energy. Right. And, and sometimes so there's another example of residual haunting. If you are, um, I, I had a real estate agent, so a longtime friend of mine, and she had an office in La Jolla, California, and her office was above a massage parlor, uh, not parlor, but, you know, a massage therapist's office this beautiful location in La Jolla, California, very elegant, expensive place. And these women were constantly getting sick. Her two assistants were outside of her office because she was selling a lot of real estate, millions of dollars worth of real estate. They were always sick. She could not figure it out. So she said, you have to come in and do whatever it is that you do and figure this out. Like, okay. And so I said, um, What's below you? Oh, the massage therapist's office. And I knew exactly what it was. So I took feng shui mirrors. Mm -hmm. And if you look up feng shui mirrors, you know, they have food dogs and the I Ching on them. And I faced mm -hmm. the mirrors facing down. So you would look at the back of the mirror. I put them in the bottoms of drawers and places. And we placed them all over the area where these ladies were. They weren't sick anymore. It's like someone went click and turned it off. However, wow. holy crap, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's crazy. That it was just like a a little thing that was could make a world of like difference. Like a switch. <laughs> but but it was so powerful. They were astounded at how quickly it worked. And they didn't feel uncomfortable working there anymore. And they said, What happened? And I said, Well, that there's a massage therapist is heated, so hot air and energy are rising. It's going right through the floor to where you're working. So if right. that person was grieving, if they were physically sick all the time, if they were angry, if they were depressed, mm -hmm. it's all coming up through the floor. So what we oh, did yeah. is we returned, we returned the energy and the therapist went out of business. And I kind of felt bad about that. Oh, no. But it was... Um, it, it, it's it's just a it was just a really tough thing there right. was another case a friend of mine in Asheville North Carolina he had a um it's Vesica his name is Ves the the company is Vesica and they have some amazing things um very very fine company and they said you know we just feel like there's something here but we can't find it we can't feel we, we feel it but we don't we can't we can't get rid of it no matter what we do can you remote view it and tell us what you see? And I said, yeah, you had a dentist that was dentist office was directly below you. And that residual energy is still in the walls. And it's so powerful because apparently this dentist caused a lot of pain. And that residual pain energy is repelling for people. And so I cleared it and I put barriers which is just some tool to use so that that energy would be returned below. And they said, well, that dentist went out of business 10 years ago because he was a very bad dentist. And I said, well, I'm here to tell you that energy is still there. It was never cleared from that office. Yeah. I don't have jurisdiction to clear it. But that's an example 
of a residual haunting. No one is deliberately, overtly haunting mm -hmm. you. Right. It's simply a factor of the energy that is latent in the building. And you'll also see this. Um, I had a building um, in Sorrento Valley in California. Very sick. The company was having a lot of problems. So they, they brought me in and, and they said, we don't know what to do. And I said, well, you're, first of all, you're near, you're near an elevator and elevators suck energy from a place. Interesting. They just do. I, they whoosh down. I never knew that. Yeah. That's, that's you, interesting. You're in a hotel. Don't ever be in a room next to an elevator. You will not get a decent night's sleep. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh my gosh. We went to a concert. Like uh, what uh in october dude it makes so much sense we had the room right next to the elevator and, and i was up for how long I just like you she had like a random like um what was I it it's like i had this like coughing fit and it would not stop yeah, she i went like, on for like a, what two hours yeah i think i just kept coughing and coughing and, and coughing. it like came out of nowhere like we were fine the whole night we went to the concert we lay down to go to sleep, and no joke, 10 minutes after we laid down to go to sleep that night, I'm she like, just started having a huge coughing fit. Oh, I can tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a weird paranormal magnet, so I'm kind of curious what this is. That's how you know there's a very negative energy, and it was attracted to you, and it wanted you to leave. Great. And it may oh. very well have been going up and down in the elevator. And it was, it could have been a ghost. A lot of times, that's how I know a ghost is present. I don't have to see them anymore. I just start coughing. And I developed a tool and a technique to prevent that from happening. Uh, there's also devices. I'm the radionic queen. You wear radionics all the time. Um, <laughs> that you can stop that. But that cough, that cough is a telltale cough of breathing in psychic soot and you and it's called an unproductive cough no doctor can cure it it's purely psychic that's insane because you because like you remember when I woke up that morning and I told you like I went to get coffee but I didn't go to the elevator because something weirded me out about yeah. the elevator we used the elevator one time the entire time we were there and, and the I rest told her the I don't like this I said there's something with this like yeah I, I didn't like it and I used the stairs and it was like every time we walked past that elevator it's like I have goosebumps I remember <laughs> we did we were just like yeah no no there's something not right about that and we just were like well we're five we're five stories up but we'll walk <laughs> yeah we happily took the five flights of stairs to avoid that elevator for the rest of the time we were there that's, that's so probably crazy. very wise so if that ever happens again mm -hmm. keep the crossing over prayer it's an audiobook keep it okay. on your phone there are dark intelligence removal prayer there's a dark intelligence removal prayer on that uh, in that book a past life a ghost from past lives or past, you know, from a different location, stacks of time, prayer to remove that in addition to the crossing over prayer. Okay. So you could have okay. someone who considered that his or her territory and you were interfering with what that, you know, that soul was doing and you were not welcome. And by causing you to cough, he was successful here to get still get the impression as a guy did not want you in his territory. And so he shoved you out basically. But it's so weird. But why, why did it just happen to me? And it didn't yeah, happen. To I was Brit? completely fine. Is there a time. reasoning for that? Part of it is a resonance issue. Everything has a frequency. Everything has a frequency from washing machines to stars to individuals to cars everything has a, a resonant frequency if your frequency was close to that person's frequency or something was familiar then you were the threat tori oh, was the threat it's time the problem <laughs> it's always you <laughs> oops i just bring the ghosts with me apparently that's so crazy yeah wow hey. that's I have never heard of that 
And now I kind of wonder, because my grandma, all of a sudden, like, in my, like, late teens, she's had this, like, residual cough. The doctors are giving her all these inhalers, and it's never gone away. And now I wonder if that's kind of the same thing she's dealing with. Dude, I haven't... I- Perfect. Sorry, guys, we had a technical issue, but we are back. <laughs> Okay, so we had just talked about residual energy kind of hauntings. Um, do you want to move on to the next one? Let's try energetic haunting. Okay. The best example I can give for an energetic haunting is a hospital. Okay. And if you have a hospital, if you think about what holds energy, everything metal holds energy so all the metal doors and the metal tables and the gurneys and everything in a hospital that is metal is holding the energy of hope and despair and grief and and joy and terror and fear and tragedy that is a huge pot of emotion not to mention an awful lot of people are wandering around a hospital in all kinds of clothing or not. Right. Just not understanding that they're dead and coming at all of the living. Yeah. So if you're a really psychic person, you're feeling the energetic haunting of thousands of souls. People who are dead and people who passed through the hospital and are still alive. But the energy of what happened to them when they were in that hospital Mm. is still there. Okay. So they're literally walking through this almost creepy environment of this energy. And most people will never feel that, but there are some people who will, and they, they feel completely they can feel completely shut down by it, reduced almost to jelly. And that certainly happened to me till I learn how to deal with it. You know, you have these experiences so you can learn how do you handle a situation that is just feels emotionally crushing because if you're sensitive or you have any empathic <laughs> ability, me. you're in a hospital and you sense this tidal wave of emotion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be horrendous. Yeah, and I can so only imagine. It's horrible. You feel the same thing when you go into an, you know, for me, I can't speak for anybody else, an active dentist's office where you feel the fear people have where they grip the, the handles. Well, everything in a dentist's office just about is metal. So it holds on to this, the emanations that come from a mortal body. People didn't die there, hopefully, but people had fear there. Right. And so you're a lot of people feel that. And is that fear their own or is it somebody else's fear? That is an energetic type of haunting that you wouldn't anticipate. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, coming from both of us as empaths, sometimes we don't know whose feelings we're actually feeling. Right. Yeah. especially just I know personally even the last time I was in a hospital um or like even just when I gave birth to my daughter it was such a I walked down the hall to try and you know walk to help the contractions along and whatnot and I the contractions got worse and I was just you know more scared than I was in my room yeah which I believe would make sense yeah it's like when like I go to obviously everybody's sad at a funeral but like I know if I go I'm feeling so much at once that it's like almost heavy on my shoulders and like it takes a couple days for that like yeah to like finally like leave yeah because there's just so much grief okay would you like to know what to do about that yeah yeah (laughs) because this isn't the last time you're going to be in a funeral home or a funeral or a hospital i mean the life happens and we end up in these places 
Oh yeah. I'm going to show you something. It's called a tetrahedron. It's one of the most powerful shapes in all of metaphysics. It is three sides at a base. So it's a, it has four equal faces, four equilateral triangles, super powerful. So when you are in a hospital, you basically put yourself inside of them, you put an archangel in front of you and you put archangels on either shoulder and you move as a unit through the hospital and you direct them to cross over every soul they meet and to deflect this energy because then you can concentrate on the reason you're there kind of took me years to learn that little trick yeah. but it works and if you have to keep reminding yourself of doing that if you have to write that shape on your hand then do that as a reminder so that you will know you can protect yourself from these energies because they are very debilitating and it inadvertently the beings who are coming at you all these different souls are creating karma by harming you because they didn't cross over you can yeah. mitigate their karma by simply protecting yourself from their energies, which are not intentionally negative for you. You know, but if someone was murdered, you know, someone died in childbirth, all the levels of grieving that that entails is somebody took their own life and they bring the body there. You can just begin to multiply that and see, you know, begin to understand how, how desperate that is for a psychic is horrible. Right. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. It's the little things that yeah, I you mean, we personally don't even know about. I mean, I I mean, for me, I've always gone to my moonstone and my obsidian as my like protection. My protection. That's like what I use. But right. to know that use black use Yeah, use black tourmaline. Tourmaline. Okay. Tourmaline? Okay. Black black tourmaline. Um we should do a show on crystals. This is black tourmaline. It's long been known throughout time as protecting you from negative energy. And you can buy small pieces of it in necklaces. A lot of um, rock shops uh, sell those. You know, Tucson Gem Show. A lot of people sell them or uh, polished black tourmaline beads that you wear on each arm as a bracelet and a pendant. You basically created a triangle just with those three. That's so fascinating. And we probably will have to bring her back on for just crystals. Yeah, we'll please this definitely is have to schedule another one just to do crystals. Oh all yeah, right. crystals are a blast. All right, we can't leave our little listeners without learning a little bit about poltergeists. Yes. And what are they actually? Yes. Poltergeist is actually more of a German word for ghost. And okay. Um, okay. A ghost is a soul who left the body and then didn't know what to do. And a ghost can be uh, anything from an aborted baby to somebody who's 100 years old and dies and doesn't know what they're supposed to do next. It runs the gamut. Is and that why they're so aggressive? Some people are aggressive. Some people don't know they're dead. Well, facts. Some people. I mean, think about that. Um, my brother used to work for a Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood. And I got this frantic phone call from him one day and he said, I can hear her. A friend of mine is a producer and she was, her car broke down and she was sideswiped and killed. Wow. But I can still hear her trying. She doesn't understand she's dead and you have to go remote view the location and tell her she's dead and cross her over. Like, oh. he said, you need to do that right now because she's just in a bad place. It's like, that's okay. So, oh, that sounds so like painful. Like, to even yeah. like here yes, but, but if, let alone being the one that has to like be like hey by the way yeah well you have to do a lot do a lot of hard things if you have this level of ability and I found her by following my the connecting aka cord to my brother and to the producer that's how I found her okay. she's on the side of the road talking on her cell phone or she thinks she is trying to talk to the police and 
she doesn't understand why people aren't answering her. Her phone doesn't work. And she says, oh gosh, can you help me? Not recognizing that I don't look like everybody else. And she says, you got to help me. I, you know, these people are so rude. They are just not answering me. And I said, you know, I just have to be the one to tell you this. And I really hate to do it, but you know, you didn't make it. That car that hit you, that car killed you. And I'm so sorry. And she said, oh, you don't understand. I can't be dead. I have a birthday party on Saturday. I have a meeting with Paramount on Monday. I'm having my nails done on Friday afternoon. I can't be dead. I have too much to do. Yeah. I said, well, you see this big angel I brought in to help you? And they put this nice, beautiful shawl on your shoulders. Doesn't that feel really nice for you? And yes, unfortunately, you died. And it's over. And there's no birthday party and no meeting and your nails are the way they are. Oh. Lovely, though, I must admit. I was just going to say, let, I hope this girl's nails still look real good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I said, it's time to cross over. So she crossed over in shock. She just went into shock. She just, she just went into shock. Have you so that's ever? A person... oh, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, have you ever like while you're helping had somebody who is just like no like I can't like I don't want to they don't want to have they've ever become aggressive do you have those moments or is everybody eventually oh, yeah. just be like okay I go towards the light now or people like no, no like you can't tell me what to do yep yep I had a very aggressive mother-in-law mother and she was doing what's called deliberate haunting she knew she was dead. She was thrilled to be dead. The dead oh. don't have to sleep. So she can haunt her daughter 24 hours a day. Her oh, daughter's God. 55 years old. And she never has, she hasn't had a night's sleep in 10 years. She had my business card for a year before she called me. And I had already done work for her, her for both her brothers. And they were very happy. And she, her mother would talk her out of calling me every single time. And so oh finally goodness. she picked up the phone and she said, you have to help me. I'm making this phone call before she talks me out of it again. And there she was. And she says, you can't cross me over because I have my say so. And I say that you can't. And I said, well, unfortunately, my say so trumps yours. And you do <laughs> have to cross over and um, you don't get to haunt your daughter any longer. And you don't get to bully her anymore either. And I said, do you see that light over there? Yeah, well, I'm not going. I said, do you see anybody you recognize? And she says, oh, it's my grandmother. Oh, I miss her so much. And I said, well, then let's just see if you can't go find her. And she was gone. And that, wow. <laughs> that the, the lady who called me had her first night's sleep in 10 years. That's it was amazing. astounding. It brings a whole new meaning to my mother joking. Well, when I'm dead, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Like, really? <laughs> it brings a whole new meaning. Right. My mother-in-law said that. My, my mother-in-law said that to my husband. And my husband did not miss a beat. He says, well, we know how to deal with that. <laughs> He's like, you forgot when, who I married. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So when she died, I crossed her over within minutes of her death. So right. she didn't get to haunt anybody. Besides, whether you love the person or you hated them, yeah. once you cross them over, they stop haunting. Sometimes they don't know they're dead and they don't mean to haunt you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are murderers. And I want to take a moment and talk about murderers who die. Murderers I, yes, who are not crossed over pro haunt the living and they haunt those they murdered in death. They hold them prisoner in death. Do they really? This is why. No, no kidding. I could say something else, but I'm not in the Navy anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> sailor mouse gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had I had to clean that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 who knows who might listen. Right. So, but my point is that they when someone dies. They don't become beautiful, wonderful, angelic souls. 
and death. They are the same freaking stubborn, vicious personality and death that they were in life. Or they're just the same sweet, lovely person they were in death that they were in life. Their personality doesn't change. And, and I'll give you an interesting story about this. I had a lady in Upper State New York call me. And her father was a convicted murderer who had been executed for murder. I mean, murdered many people. And it was horrible for her to have a father who was a murderer. Uh, yeah, but that I can only imagine. That, yeah. I, I, who, but that wasn't the worst part. He came back to haunt her. And he haunted her because she asked me if I would remove him. And I said, yes. But he has been brutal to you all your life. Wouldn't you like to take your power back from him? I mean, I can do it. It's no big deal for me. But it's a really big deal for you to take your power back from this vicious, vicious man. Right. And I'm going to give you the tool. It's called the crossing over prayer. And I said, this is how you use it. And if it doesn't work, you can call me, but I am going to put my money on. It. It's going to work. She said, we have to do something because every day he's telling me to murder my own daughter his granddaughter God. day oh after goodness. day after day he's telling me to murder her oh my. and so but what made this even worse was her four-year-old was very psychic and could hear her grandfather telling mm. her mother to kill her oh i would be as oh, my daughter i would be terrified of my own mother at that point yeah. You can see why this is such a powerful situation. You wonder why somebody kills all their family members. What are they hearing? Who are they hearing? Hi, kitty. Oh, I really love kitties. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Fifi. We call her our mascot. Yes. She's our podcast, podcast mascot who's now eating the chair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. So the so what she did was she recognized she really had to stand up to him and she did the crossing over prayer over and over and she put authority in her voice because there are several places in the stanzas of the prayer that say right now because in the fourth dimension there's no time so you must indicate when you want the action to happen okay so she crossed him over he no longer haunted her. And finally, her daughter says, Mommy, the bad man is gone now. I am not afraid oh. anymore. Oh, my heart. That's I know. a really, That's really, really big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. So um, you can have, you can also have hauntings where the person doesn't realize what they're doing. And they're having horrific impact on the living. As an example, suicide. You've heard people say suicide is contagious, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It isn't that suicide is contagious. It's that as soon as a person takes their life, they are instantly sorry. It's like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, what was I thinking? But it's too late now. So they hang around the living trying to explain that they shouldn't have done it and they shouldn't mm -hmm. feel guilty you know, the living shouldn't feel guilty. But what happens is this horrible soot, this darkness that affected them in life is they're covered with it in death. And so everywhere they go, they're leaving this trail of darkness. And as people feel depressed and despondent, you can end up with more family members taking their lives. And in fact, there was a case of a woman in South Africa who her life didn't work nothing worked nothing worked and so um we got the impression was there a suicide yes 17 family members had taken oh their own goodness. lives oh my goodness that's so and not a single one had been crossed over because people don't know they need to do that neither the living nor the dead so all 17 were crossed over she no longer wanted to kill herself. She was able to get married. Her business took off and she, she felt the sun come out because when a person is in the, the frame of mind of suicide, violence against oneself, what happens is they no longer see color. The entire world is gray for them. 
It's horrendous. If you look at the amount of color in your life, the ability to see color is a representation of your frame of mind. And if everything is black and gray, it's a depressed state. So the more color you see and you surround yourself with, the less depressed technically or supposedly you will be. Right. And this changed her entire life. She didn't kill herself. Everything shifted. So I guess I, I have Again. a question. Um. So does everyone that dies, do they have to be almost manually crossed over or are they able to do it themselves? Yes and yes and no. For instance, if we hadn't had this conversation and you know you were you died tomorrow, would you know what to do? I guess not, no. Okay, well, how does religion teach people? They teach you to be terrified, you know, fire and brimstone, and you were born in sin and you died in sin, and we're all going to hell. I'm sorry, that is terrifying to say to people. Yeah. And if somebody dies, I've seen the sweetest little old ladies who went to church four days a week and twice on Sunday, not worthy of God's love. Where do people get this idea? So when the light comes, oh, that can't be for me. I'm a sinner. To me, it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. I didn't and even think about there, that. I've never, ever thought of it that way. Yeah. Yes, I hear this over. God couldn't love me. Oh, I, I, I did this in my life. God could never love me. Or my father said I was worthless. So certainly God couldn't love me. I can go on. I mean, this is what I hear all the right. time. And my job is to remind them that God loves every one of us. And that God is not sitting in judgment, you know, with some big gavel on a giant dais stage thing. When you see that light, and I've seen it millions of times, and this the energy of that light is so love, it's just love personified. And it envelops the soul. That person feels for the first time, and maybe they've never known this in lifetimes, that they are loved beyond measure. No one judges them. They are all welcomed home. And the light embraces them with a with an uplifting joy that is not describable in the in the in the human language. That is absolutely beautiful. It, yeah. I didn't mean this to be quite so heavy, but somebody needs to say this out loud. When you die, look for the light, move into it immediately. Don't, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't visit your relatives. Don't travel with the speed yeah. of thought. Cross over. You can help them after you've crossed over. I think that you telling us this like at the like at this point is like such a good way to yeah end how we normally end right yeah our stuff because the light the love like I, I never I never thought of it in the aspect of like how she's wording it yeah like what do you do I don't know like I die right yeah you never think of the next steps like I, I've just been told like if I pray and go to church like that's it right so, like, there's I don't, I don't know like I'm supposed to go like people say I, go I to guess... the light but like I, I don't know what if I like I want to see my husband like I don't want to not see my husband one more time she just said don't you I know help them more in the afterlife yeah, but see like I wouldn't think of that I'd be like I want to see right him. yeah that's so insane oh my god you literally just like changed our whole like yeah. point of view on like how to look at things and we're definitely going to have to have you back on yes. 100%. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We cannot even thank you enough for coming on with us and talking with us and giving us all this, not even just helpful, but beautiful information. Yes. Knowledge that I believe all of our fellow Spookytons will love to know. Yes. Is where I've just, I've never, I'm like yeah. speechless. Like, right. You worded everything so perfectly. Yeah. And we can't thank you enough for that yes you are very thank much you appreciated over here thank you i am grateful i'm grateful for the opportunity to be of true spiritual service to the living and the dead 
And I would say to anyone, you will see them again. Love is eternal. Yeah. It will lift you up. And the embrace you receive when you cross over is beyond your wildest, happy imaginings. Oh, yeah. It has to be. I just know that I can't wait to see my mom someday. Yeah. That's that's all I ever look forward to. Yeah. But oh she gave a whole new meaning to right seeing your loved ones and again and being afraid yes. of the dark you don't need to yeah <laughs> yes well, like don't we said thank you thank you so much again and we will for sure be in contact to get you again <laughs> thank you again oh, so right. much Sounds Tina. Like a plan. all righty good night good, good night, night. <laughs> wow she was amazing i love her so much and we will definitely we like we say this in the interview but we will 100 percent definitely have to have her again to talk about crystals oh hell yeah dude she's got so much knowledge on everything and i just wanted i could spend hours talking to I her i know i loved it it makes me like reevaluate like the crystals that i personally use like if i change them are they gonna affect me better i know that one oh teramite tera Terralite, the black teramite stone that she was talking about. Termalite? Termalite. The, oh my god, I'm already butchering it. <laughs> black termalite? Yeah, yes, I, I wonder if like I want to do it. I want to have a necklace. I was like, I was just both. gonna I'm... say, what if me and you get a stone and see how we feel? Yeah. Oh my god, we'll have to keep you guys updated. I'm so excited. My mind is blown and everything is just a Hello. whole new world. And apparently I am now world. <laughs> apparently you're the problem i'm the problem obviously like taylor said like it's me hi i'm the problem <laughs> like i guess like something decided that it wanted to really piss us off when we were no piss you off it left me, me off. alone other than i was getting bad vibes from that one section of the hotel i mean but, i took the whole brunt of it man like honestly i wish i think i might still have pictures from the hotel that i took so i might well i'll have to post those on instagram yeah definitely but like that whole hotel gave spooky vibes spooky like the way it looked super like, pretty though super pretty but like super old and super scary at the same time like mafia had to have run through there at some point i mean it wasn't downtown detroit fair but it was a beautiful hotel but needless to say yes we also have a video of the small kitchenette that we stayed the, the night <laughs> think of a kitchenette that's about the same size as our room babe can you see if this is our doordash <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> we got doordash <laughs> insert producer man mm, quick appearance bye <laughs> quick shoulder or bicep appearance cute <laughs> you got <Okay>. a woman <laughs> oh 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 he mad he real mad i don't know if y'all heard that but our food was canceled and he mad about it dude we placed this order i know we just segued yeah but like squirrel <laughs> moment like oh did they really cancel it? Oh my god, so sorry guys. Now you're hearing like what we're dealing with. Yeah, a whole bunch of crap apparently tonight. But yeah, um for to get back on track, for sure going to have her on the show again. Let us know if you guys have any questions or please, because we would love to ask her. Because we yes. didn't even get through all the hauntings. Yeah, no. Because we didn't want to like um overwhelm you with yeah. like such like a long episode because we yeah. don't know how like everybody feels about that but yeah if you have any questions please 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 or if you've worked with a medium we'd love to hear those stories too please um please it send them to be afraid of the dark podcast at gmail.com yes and then um we are on socials we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on tiktok Brittany, what am i missing oh i think you got it all okay um, the Twitter is B A O T D podcast. Podcast. Everything else is Be Afraid of the Dark podcast. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. 
Yes. So we have like a business page and then we also have the private group. You have to answer a couple questions and then you can join the community. Community. <laughs> oh, and we're going to be on some podcasts yes! here coming up. So um, we'll promote those once those are out. And we can't wait for you. You guys will have to go and listen with them. Um, the people that we're going to be working with are absolutely amazing amazeballs we're super excited um yes. a lot of them were like yo you want to be on our show we're like yes. yeah yeah, yeah you do. like of course i do so yeah until next time remember don't look behind you